There have now been 70 consecutive nights of protests that began as a Black Lives Matter outcry over the killing of George Floyd, but have now, according to the mayor of Portland, completely lost sight of that cause. When you commit arson with an accelerant in an attempt to burn down a building that is occupied by people that you have intentionally trapped inside, you are not demonstrating. You are attempting to commit murder. Yeah, yeah, that's the mayor of Portland stating what has uh, gone on several times, that sort of thing, over the last 70-some days. But, uh, yeah. That sounded like listening to our show six weeks ago, but with very poor audio. Ted, we've been trying to tell you that. Mostly peaceful protesters with a pool noodle covered in nails, explosives, body armor, heavy rocks, bricks, attempting to blind cops by shining lasers in their eyes. Mostly peaceful protesters. Ted, we've been telling you for weeks this is not about racial justice. Well, at least he's he's gotten to Sanityville. And then he said, at, at one point, I thought it was interesting, he said, uh, and I would like to, uh, you know, inform you that you're helping Trump get reelected um, by creating this sort of chaos. Uh, the problem being, of course, that the, 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 the real anarchists who just want to tear stuff down, they, they, would, they, would, they want Trump to get reelected because yes. they see him more of a, as more of a, you know, disturbance to create more of the anarchy and disruption that they want. So Right. Like that's many, not gonna really have an effect on them. Like several radical groups from the sixties till today, they don't want a particular like concession by the government. They want to start a war. They want to start a race war right. or a class war or something like that. You have to understand that. Um, and and I think a lot of Middle America, Ted Wheeler. I was going to relate Middle America to Ted that they they still think it's about George Floyd or whatever. Oh, and Jason Whitlock wrote a heck of a piece about uh, the George Floyd thing, saying, and he's a black man. He said this is not that killing was not racial at all. Um, we ought to share at least some of his reasoning with you. I'm not sure I buy it entirely, but it was a pretty brave thing to write. But anyway, so you got Middle America thinking that this is about social justice or whatever, or, or uh, you know, uh, black people not getting their necks kneeled upon. Understandable anger. Right, exactly. Yeah, well said. And uh, But then you have Ted Wheeler, who, like uh, the governor of Oregon and, and the various uh, soft-headed mayors and governors of some of the, the bluest states, they're in an uneasy position that these people agree with them on a lot, and they're, they're voters. But the 20% on the fringe are just terrible human beings. They're criminals. They're, they're out of their minds. They believe in political philosophies that have been shown to be disastrous and murderous over and over and over again. But they can't, you know, Ted Wheeler, he took till this weekend to find his balls and say, if you're doing these things, this is not a protest for racial justice. You're a murderer. Well, thanks, Ted. Better late than never, I suppose. It reminds me, using that uh, indelicate term, uh, a number of people on the text line have been bringing the filth today, the potty mouths. Sorry to hear that. Uh, but somebody, What's indelicate term? Somebody used Balls? the Somebody used the, uh, yeah. Oh. Somebody used the acronym FFS on something. Oh, I was, t- I was talking about how uh, if, if you don't have the right postmark, they'll throw out your mail-in ballot, and he texted, you don't have to have a postmark on a mail-in bar- ballot. FFS, which I assume is for for dang sake. Um, oh, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> or something along those lines. Well, that varies state by state, doesn't it? Yeah, all these rules vary state by state, which is part of why it's so interesting. So, FFS, why don't you just not text till you have a single clue, my friend? How about you pipe down? <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. But I mentioned this earlier in the in the New York Times today. Who opposes defunding the NYPD? These black lawmakers, several black city council members, have lashed out at progressives who are almost entirely white, comparing mostly women, comparing calls to defund the police to colonialization and political gentrification. That's got to be spinning the head around of the uh, graduate student white women that they're getting accused of colonialization and that sort of stuff. I don't wow. exactly understand how you make that argument. I don't understand why you have to make that argument. I think it's a perfectly good argument to just say, how are, how are less police in a violent neighborhood going to help my How's that going to help my life in any way well, whatsoever? AOC says it would become like the suburbs if the police weren't there. True that. Um, one black city councilwoman said, they don't want to see excessive force in my neighborhood. They don't want to see cops putting their knees in our necks, but they want to be safe as they go to the store. And she's not a conservative politician speaking on behalf of a, an affluent district. She's a liberal black Democrat who represents the West Bronx. And her stance reflects a growing ideological rift over policing in one of the country's liberal bastions. Well, it's, yeah, she, she recognizes reality. Right. Isn't that the interesting? The problem is though? not the cops. The problem is the predators. There are a certain percentage of people who are predators. And at some point in this article, I forget where it is, but it talks about how so many of the comments to this that they've been getting on the website and that sort of thing have been coming from uh, you know out of town, other districts. It's a white led movement, said uh, said the several of the city council members. It's just interesting. It's it's the whole white liberal thing. Yeah, we're looking out for you. You don't know what's best, so we're going to try to reach in from the outside and and. Uh, Defund your police department, because that exactly. would help you for out. your own good. While I live in a perfectly safe neighborhood, and it's really not an issue for me. Oh, and if I so much as saw somebody I thought might be a predator in my neighborhood, I'd be on the phone to the cops now. Weird. Yeah, I know. That, and I've said that for a long time. The, the condescension of the left, I find just suffocating. And I just, I don't understand why people buy it. You're so sad and pathetic and useless that you need me to raise you up. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Like as I Mickey Mouse arrested a grandma over the weekend and now she wants eighteen million dollars. Up against the car. Hester Burkhalter of Hickory <laughs> of Hickory, North Carolina. That's a good name if you're from Hickory, North Carolina. We worked in that part of the country well. Hester. Grandma Hester. She it's wants some fine yes, Hey Hester. No, it's Hester. Um, (laughs) Some fine uh, furniture there in in Hickory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good, uh, high-quality American-made stuff. She's seeking $6 million to be compensated for damages and $12 million in punitive damages. Seems fair. Seems like a lot. The mouse give her hantavirus or what? Following her arrest at Disney World, she was found in possession of CBD oil, which her doctor had prescribed her. It's It's federally. It's federally legal, but is derived from cannabis, Joe. Oh, come on. The wacky weed. Hippie lettuce. <laughs> Jazz right. cabbage. Jazz cabbage. Right. You two let me know when you're done. Uh, anyway, so, and, and so for that humiliation, she wants $18 million. So the mouse arrested the grandma for possession of this, even though it was labeled zero THC. Of course, the label doesn't really mean anything. Um, they dropped the maze later. if you want. 
Wow, they even had her. Well, this is this is why she's at. I don't know if you deserve this much money, but they made Grandma strip naked and bend over for a body cavity search Ooh, during wait, during the, a fifteen hour ordeal. Oh my golly! And that's the the park police, the mouse police. Wow, that's unbelievable. The, the local police got involved. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you don't be going up, Granny? The most humiliating day of my life. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Boy, if it wasn't, I'd like to hear about that other day. You think this grandma was some sort of like Breaking Bad character trying to smuggle it in and distribute it amongst the youths at the at the park? I don't understand. Like, CBD oil? Yeah, let, let, Boy, that's, that's crazy. Says she had a panic attack that caused her to vomit. They didn't give her any medical care during that. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that she had a panic attack and vomited. She's a grandma you made strip naked and bend over for a body cavity search. And by the way, she didn't do anything wrong. Now, there are parts of the country where a grandma can be 35 years old. Do we have a uh, an age on this gal? I mean, I'm picturing some, you know. She's 69. Oh, she is? Which okay. is grandma age. Oh, th- I'm sorry. That is uh, prime grandma territory. Yeah. That's a legit grandma. Why would Mickey Mouse arrest grandma? Said one of the family members. The defendants cannot give back what they stole. Her dignity, her sense of pride, and her esteemed role as a matriarch of the family. God, that is rough. Oof. Yeah, I would be plenty angry. Oh, my gosh. Something. Holy cow. Quite the uh, earthquake, the Virginia-North Carolina border. I guess this morning, bright and early, 5.1, rattled the heck out of them. Getting back to uh, bent-over strip search grandma. Oh, and, boy. Unless you think she's got uh, you know an atomic dirty bomb from Al-Qaeda, <laughs> unless, unless you have really good evidence that she does you can't do that to grandma can you you just can't justify that no no if she she had a kilo of cocaine up in her it's still just don't that is wrong on so many levels yeah yeah that's well and and i'd like all the facts to come out it's it's conceivable this lawsuit isn't entirely legit just i'm not saying it's not it's just be nice to hear what uh, Disney yeah. says back, yeah. but yeah. as it is described, it is horrific. It's it's indefensible. Remember the story? Was that at, it? Was out of? Uh, I think it was out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Somebody got arrested for something and strip searched and like spent several days and numerous body cavity oh, searches. I remember yeah. we did that story a whole bunch of times back in the day. Yes, yeah. yeah but anyway, yeah. This, this happens on occasion where you get a police force or or, or or you know law enforcement agent or whatever that's just particularly hell-bent on stopping minor you know amounts of drug trafficking right right oh it's starting to come back to me it was the guy they took him to the hospital oh right and they went through several doctors who refused yeah. to participate yeah, and all right. and they they just kept searching this guy's innards even though there's nothing there that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. There, there has to be a, a serious sanction against that sort of thing when it happens. But it's always the taxpayer who ends up footing a five million dollar bill or whatever for the the settlement. Oh, this is the other bad word I got in the text line. No s the gators are ineffective. Yeah, Duke with a new study out on which masks are effective and which ones aren't ought to hit you with that. Yeah, uh, that's probably good news to have. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
missing yet another series now. 55 games to make up, and after this weekend, it'll be 48 days left in the in the season. So we'll find out if they're going to make them all up. But this is a real, real uh, tough schedule for the Cardinals. <laughs> I'd say you got to play 55 games in 48 days. That's not going to be easy <laughs> to pull off. Mm. Holy cow. It's a good thing they got that big old roster full of uh, minor league guys. It's going to be busy. Well, what are they, how would you even do it? Each game will be like four innings long. Wait a second. Was it 55 and 48? Yes. yes. 55 oh, games in 48 days. I was thinking 48 days. and 55. No. I was thinking, ah, that's busy. But, um, Even if it was just 55 and 55, it, no. you can't play every single day. Be murderous. And, you know, travel, you know, uh, 12 hours or whatever and then play. But, but yeah, they've got to do a whole bunch of doubleheaders and travel and always play. So, They're just trying to have baseball. Sure. So, yeah, they will have to play many doubleheaders using a bunch of triple-A, double-A guys, single-A guys, double. people out of the stands. I don't. MLB made a rule change that all doubleheaders for this season are only going to be seven. So it'll be two seven-inning games in a day. Ah, plus you have the extra innings. The guy starts on second base. Two Let's seven-inning games is a doubleheader? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, getting, we're getting pretty close to... You know, backyard rules now, aren't we? Oh, yeah. If it goes past the fire hydrant, that's a grand slam. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Backyard fence is a homer. Uh Uh-huh. If one team gets way ahead, they have to pitch with the wrong hand. That sort of thing. Hey, we're just posting at armstrongandgetty.com a a, a troubling video. You won't enjoy it at all, friends. In fact, you probably don't even want to watch it of... A bunch of Antifa scumbags tried to pull their blank in Fort Collins, Colorado, and a neighborhood full of uh, America-loving residents said, we're not having it here. Ends rather badly for the Marxists. Hmm. Again, you won't enjoy it a bit. We'll have that up in the next few minutes at armstrongandgetty.com. So Duke University tested 14 different face masks to see which ones are the most effective and least effective. They had you, they had people speak into a box with laser beams in it, counting droplets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and uh, the results are uh, actually quite shocking. They discovered that the then 95 masks are the best. Um, not surprising. The three-layer surgical masks, cotton masks, also really, really good. Band- those, those blue ones? Yeah. yeah. But bandanas, knitted face coverings, while unique looking, they do not offer much protection. They also discovered that the neck fleece or the neck gaiter thing, mm-hmm. which I believe we sell one with our names on it. Yes, we do. It's for novelty purposes only. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does not intended is not intended to confer any health benefit. <laughs> for novelty purposes only. Exactly. Uh often worn by worn by runners. I didn't know that, but they were the least effective and actually allow more droplets to escape than not wearing a mask at all. They're worse. How can that be? What? I wondered that, too, when I read it. It breaks down larger droplets into smaller particles, allowing them to hang in the air longer. Oh. So if I talk without one of those on, you get the big droplets. Some of the big droplets fall to the ground. I put one of those on. It's It breaks them into small droplets, and they hang in the air longer. Oh, my golly. So you're actually doing more harm than good by wearing one of those, which Oof. I'm glad I read that because I bought one over the weekend. It was an American flag neck thing, and I, I used it over the weekend. It was so handy. I just left it on all the time. Going to the pizza place, pull it up, pull it down. I don't have to mask. Right. Around. I was thinking I was going to get one of those. Yeah, I'll well, be darned. Actually does more harm than good. It's like putting your thumb over the end of the hose. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably would have been nice to have known this, you know, not 
almost six months into the pandemic. Yes. That those are do more harm than good. Oh, boy. I see those a lot, too, particularly right. among young people, because they're yeah. kind of a cool look. It looks like you're wearing to, a scarf. Y- yeah, or you're a bandit. But, or a uh, cravat, like Freddy from uh, Scooby-Doo. Hmm. Anyway, that's the situation there. Freddie could just undo his cravat and tie the hat around his face. We were watching. The he was news. always prepared. We were watching the new Scooby Doo yesterday. Very entertaining. Yeah. Um, Massachusetts COVID nineteen compliance hotline flooded with crank calls. This is unfortunate to hear. Oh boy! They had a hotline set up so you could tell on your your neighbors if you saw them without a mask or something like that. Oh no! And people didn't take that seriously. Now the hotline in its first twenty four hours received profanity, <laughs> fake reports, and porn. Oh, boy. It's very disappointing. Why porn? Why does it always got to go to porn? Always porn. In just a matter of hours, there was a picture of a penis from an account called Good German. (laughs) (laughs) Jawohl. That's as good as the Wiener Schnitzel. Missive slamming the hotline as a rat line. Complaints about unmasked dogs from people who are actually trying to do some good. Or (laughs) thinking they were. dogs. And where was this set up? Uh, Massachusetts. I love it. I love it. I'm not sure it's helping anything, but it made me laugh. An awful lot of D-picks, as some people call them. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Nobody wants that. No. Nobody. No. Absolutely no one. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, intelligence came out on Friday about what countries are trying to mess with our elections, and uh, they were speaking about that yesterday on Face the Nation. This is Robert O'Brien. He's the National Security Advisor to the President. What we're doing is we've got our cyber teams in place. Uh, DHS is working very hard to track down those uh, uh, malign actors. But again, it's not just Russia. Well, look, we know it's China. Uh, We know it's Russia. Tampering with election infrastructure? well, a- absolutely. Trying to access Secretary of State websites and that sort of thing and uh, and collect data on, on Americans and, and in- engage in influence operations, whether it's on TikTok or Twitter or uh, in other spaces. So, uh, no, it's a, it's a real concern. And, and But it's but it's not just Russia, Margaret. It's the Chinese don't want the president reelected. He's been tougher on China than any president in history. And, and we're standing up for the first time to the Chinese Communist Party and protecting Americans, protecting our IP, uh, protecting our economy. I thought that was pretty funny that over the weekend, so many of your Trump hating networks, which is almost everybody, they made such a big deal out. In fact, their headline was Russia attempting to help Trump get reelected again. Well, that is what the intelligence showed. Uh, Russia is trying to help Trump, but China is trying to defeat Trump. And uh, <laughs> so what do you take away from that? Well, I guess if you're CNN... <laughs> or MSNBC. You what only... you take away is the report on China. You take it away and don't air it. Uh, it's not good, any you know, at, at any level, and, right? You know, we de- we need to stop them best we can. We need to be aware of it. Uh, you know, no matter where it's coming from and in whose favor. The thing that bothers me is it's always been so imprecise. As they talk about messing with our election, and sometimes they mean. Posting utterly ineffective, idiotic ads on Facebook that nobody looks at. I mean, Russia spent, I can't remember what the total figure was on Facebook ads. It was completely inconsequential. There were billions of dollars, billions spent on trying to influence votes 
by American, you know, PACs and candidates and whatever. And then Russia spends $350, and I'm supposed to believe that swayed the election. Of course, you have Hillary Clinton claiming that. but So you have that. But then you have actually trying to hack into, as uh, Robert O'Brien made clear, Secretary of State websites and voter rolls and, and that sort of thing. That is serious business. That's not some dumb ad on Facebook that only a half-wit would fall for anyway. God dang it. So I was giving the, uh, and I'll talk about this again later, the um, the uh, mail-in vote is going to be the biggest it's ever been in the history of democracy's voting. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever you do that, you have a lot of votes that get thrown out. So that's going to be its own problem. You add into that China or Russia somehow deleting a bunch of voters somewhere. Oh, my God. Or, you know, they would love to do that, although all they have to do is credibly claim to have done that or semi-credibly claim. They are right now cranking out the rough drafts of the uh, social media posts and fake news stories that will be posted in the wake of the election as the counting still being done. I they just flood these, like they figure out where these things get mailed to and they just flood them with a bunch of bogus things so that takes more time to sort out well no this one's bogus this one right like, yeah no kidding because they could print those up surely yeah just cut, figure out what the form looks yeah, like create yeah. some sort of vague forgery of it and then oh, just oh yeah the mail offices. out millions yeah, yeah well, great flood idea. people's homes with them yeah all kinds I, of different I, things I, you I, could do yeah this is this is not good for I, uh, buy ammunition stockpile freeze-dried food yeah go prepper i hope this doesn't happen but there's a chance we have unrest coming after November 3rd, that makes this year seem like nothing. Which, oh, goody. This has been the craziest year of my life. Something but. to look forward to. Got to eyeball your neighbors. Decide who you're willing to eat. <laughs> what does he say that uh, Optimus Prime? <laughs> Combat model. Combat model. Probably the leader. <laughs> oh, no. Optimum self-sufficiency. <laughs> I don't know if it'll come to cannibalism, but... Uh, it could get damned ugly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I hate to be a purveyor of doom, but I am a little bit concerned, mm-hmm. just given the uh, the high level attention and the uh, move toward being okay with lawlessness, at least in some places for now on the left. We were talking about this earlier. The the utterly just testicleless mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, is finally saying, okay, you people aren't protesting for racial justice. You're criminals. This is attempted murder, trying to set fire to an occupied building. I'm not sure if he he, uh, joined us in our campaign to make shining a laser in a peace officer's eyes a felony. Trying to blind someone should be a felony. Every state in the union. But anyway, like I say, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping somehow... Uh, we're able to uh, to make it so cooler heads prevail prevail in November, and we're not at each other's throats. But I'm not terribly optimistic. Oh, hey, we were talking about China before. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, the 103 year old Speaker of the House, was address was uh, asked about a couple of China uh, questions over the weekend. Give us clip 52. I take second place to no one on my criticism of China for over 30 years. They, I said to my staff the other day, they say I'm the most. Uh, uh, unliked American and chi- disliked American in China. They said, no, they don't say that. They say you're the most hated American in China because of their human rights violations, their trade right. policy, their proliferation of weapons and that. Well, okay, you know what? If you've been saying that, yeah, good for you. Uh, I missed it, but good for you. It's all true. 53. 
Russia is actively 24-7 interfering in our election. They did so in 2016 and they are doing so now. And and they That's say that to a certain extent. Cut it off. Cut it off. But, so I have no take no um, uh, so, criticism for saying this. But the Chinese, they what, what they what they said is. China would prefer Joe Biden, whether they do. That's their conclusion, that they would prefer Joe Biden. Okay. Stammering, hemming, and hawing. The ancient Nancy Pelosi there. She also said yesterday on that show that uh, she doesn't think it makes any difference who Joe Biden picks, and I agree. So, hey, uh, the, the, ele- the election is about one thing and one thing only. Do you want Trump to be president for another four years? Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. Jack, a famous Korean uh, YouTuber has set his genitals on fire. Stay okay. with us. Also, on uh, purpose? Story from or by two, accident. Tulane. Stay tuned. A speak a speaking engagement by an author has been canceled at Tulane University for reasons that you will think were written by the Babylon Bee or the Onion. Okay. It's almost hilarious if it were not so ridiculous. I have to stay tuned for that, too. All right. Stay tuned for that, too. Okay. Also, a little later th- this morning. A little more, you more later. How about now? Is there anything now? You yelling, apparently. <laughs> uh, also, Matt Taibbi with yet another blockbuster, powerful, and somewhat surprising piece of uh, journalism, since he is a lefty, talking about... The spying on the Trump campaign situation. Okay. This I haven't seen. I, he's been killing it lately. Well, he's killing it still. It's it's good stuff. Nobody's going to read it or hear about it because it won't be amplified by the echo chamber. Hmm. But it's strong. It's good. He thinks it is a serious constitutional issue what happened with the out-of-control FBI and Obama administration and what they did to the Trump administration. Oh, absolutely. That's why uh, Jonathan uh, what's Turley. His name? Turley says it's the story of the decade, but just nobody cares. Doesn't fit the narrative. You can't get people to care. You had one president of one party spy on the president of another party as they were coming in, violating all kinds of the, the most sacred rules we have. Withholding intelligence from the incoming administration during turbulent times, which was at best paranoid and at worst un- unconstitutional. Yeah, I, I don't think that will I, I don't think it will ever amount to anything. I mean, it's all true that it is a very big deal. It is a constitutional crisis. I mean, it is a really big deal. Yeah, well, you still have some of the most uh, respected, they shouldn't be anymore, but the most respected news outlets in the country talking about uh, conspiracy theories, QAnon uh, internet conspiracy theories about uh, the deep state. That's how they describe it. Because they don't care as long as it serves their side. But when those weapons are wielded against them, they'll go crazy, as they should. But, I don't know. Frustrating times. I don't expect anything to come of it, though. Honestly, it's a long shot. I'm not willing to give up. The facts are so compelling and so one-sided. Maybe I'm naive, but I would think at some point anybody of good conscience would look at it and say, wow, that's really troubling. We can't have that. But I'm still waiting. Hasn't happened yet. And that was, you know, nigh on four years ago. Well, it's been pointed out by a, a lot of people. If if the FBI is willing to fudge whatever they got to fudge to get a warrant to spy on an incoming president, 
what chances do you have as a regular person? You got no chance. If the FBI thinks, ah, he might, you know, he knows that guy. I know that guy's involved in drugs somehow. I'm going to go ahead and read his emails and listen to his phone calls. Have Strzok and Page throw together a FISA warrant. That'd be nothing. What are the facts? Make them up. Very frustrating. I have some facts that, that show he's almost certainly not involved in that. Eh, pretend you didn't tell me that. I want to read his emails. Exculpatory facts. Don't waste my time. Right. So uh, all that good stuff to come. We'll do the Tulane University thing next. You thought you knew how fragile the little snowflakes are? Well, apparently there's been a heat wave or something, and they're, they're even worse. So don't go away. old Sears at the end of your mall that is now empty? What that's what is that likely to become? We'll, we'll tell you that. Coming up, stay tuned. I was the toast of the town in the 70s. <laughs> back to school shopping. Lawnmower, yep. pair of socks. Yeah, get your dishes. kids get your kids ready for school back when school existed. Yep. No more. No more. Times change. So uh my wife inadvertently woke me up at approximately 3 a.m. All right. And I just said, everything all right? She said, yeah, yeah, just have a sore throat. And so then I started thinking, wait a second, sore She woke throat. up to tell you she had a sore throat? No, I think she just put down okay. a glass or something. I'm not even sure. I just woke up. Um, I don't know what happened. I was asleep at the time. Gotcha. But uh, I said, oh, that's too bad. And then I started thinking, wait a minute, sore throat. That's one of the symptoms. She's got the vid. What if she has the vid? I shouldn't come in. If my wife has the vid, I have the vid. I probably <laughs> should work from home today. Wow. So I was going, uh, heading to you know get ready and everything, and I... I I hated to wake her up, but I said, so this sore throat of yours, uh, <laughs> what's what's the story on that? She said, oh, no, no, just like, you know, dry in the middle of the night. I took a drink of water. I'm fine. I'm like, oh, whew, no vid so far. <sighs> Tulane University, time honored. Nolans, don't you know? They had a speaker booked. He was the author of an acclaimed anti-racism book. Okay? Now, a lot of people don't get this, but many of the terms you think you know what they mean have been redefined by the uh, woke crowd to mean something very different. And the whole racism, anti-racism thing is if you are not anti-racist, you're a racist. But anti-racism means go along with everything we say and give us power. And if you say, I don't think you are deserving of power or whatever, that makes you a racist. It also includes the if a white person does something nice for a black person... Yes. It's still racist because you're only doing it to impress your other white friends. Exactly. According yeah. to that Tahisi Coates right. dude. And and since everything in America is built on racism, if you defend anything in America, you are a racist. That's what racism means now. Not like you have a view of the superior of one race a superiority, one race or inferiority, whatever. No, 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 no. That's so twentieth century. No. Racism just means standing up against us. Um and and also, in a, on a related note, words are violence. That is because they say I'm unsafe. That they hate speech. That's violence because you know every legal code on earth, every ethical code, um, most of them anyway, say that the one time you can use violence is to oppose violence, to defend yourself. So if they can convince everybody that me calling them a bunch of weaselly little snowflakes is violence. 
then they get to beat me with with a ball bat, and it's justified. So they're justifying their own violence. You see that in the streets with Antifa and whatever, blinding cops, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I think we have that video up at armstrongandgetty.com of the Antifa, Antifa people trying to pull their S in Fort Collins, Colorado. Went poorly, very poorly. Uh, you may enjoy it. Anyway, so back to Tulane University. You got this uh, talk by the author of an acclaimed anti-racism book, Life of a Klansman, A Family History of White Supremacy, is the latest book by Edward Ball, whose award-winning 1998 book, Slaves in the Family, traces the histories of people enslaved by Ball's own ancestors. In Klansman, Ball tells the story of a racist great-grandfather who joined the Ku Klux Klan. This guy's made a cottage industry of calling out his ancestors, but, you know, you do what you want with your life, I'll do what I want. But the New York Times, worth mentioning, hailed this book as a haunting tapestry of interwoven stories that inform us not just about our past, but about the resentment-bred demons that are all too present in our society today. Boy, I like a good haunting tapestry. Oh, me too. Uh, The anti-racism scholar, this ought to be in quotes, by the way. Anytime you see anti-racism, it really ought to be in quotes. The scholar Ibram X. Kendi participated that's in a who virtual... I meant. That's who I meant. Not, Not Ta-Nehisi Coates? Yeah, that's yeah. who I meant, that Ibram X. guy. Yeah, he's all over the place. Uh, um, so he supported it and the rest of it. But the university opted to postpone the speech because it followed following blinkered outrage from students who insisted that the event was not only inappropriate, but violent towards the experience of black people in the Tulane community in our country. Other members called it harmful and offensive and demanded its cancellation. Still others said the university should apologize and take action against whomever approved the event. The... The feedback, this is actually uh, now Robbie Suave, our friend at at, uh, Reason, writes, the feedback was so unhinged that a casual observer might wonder whether they mistakenly thought the book was written by a Klansman or endorsed the Klan. No, the long and short of it is the very discussion of it was so dangerous and hurtful that the anti-racism book couldn't be discussed, which is so strange. Um and and all of the uh, the professional snowflakes well, went to pieces and said they felt threatened and unsafe and the rest of it even talking about these things. Well, it is pretty similar to the using the N word, actually saying it to discuss its role in society. It's the same sort of thing. I mean, we've crossed you know a line into some serious weirdness there. Where even when we're before we start, we're in agreement. This is about you know being extra. Anti-racist doesn't matter. No, you still can't get into it because it's so disturbing to even talk about. Yeah, these it's, things. it's it's almost hard to wrap your head around. You know, and we've mentioned this many times. Um, uh, Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt written wrote their their brilliant book. Uh, don't tell me what is it? Coddling of the American the coddling mind? of the American mind. That's right. And they had that giant piece in the Atlantic that the book sprung from where they talked about how we're teaching our young people mental illness. And this is a really good example of it. The idea that, and, and this is learned, this is cultural. Their friends reinforce this and their professors. You can't say to them, all right, look, here's the racism that was happening at the time. Here's the way people justified it, and here's why it was bad, and here's the victims of it. And they, they just, I can't even hear this. I can't hear this. This is violence against me. It's so strange to watch a people go from, 
the generation that won World War II with the help of the Russians, uh, sacrificing tens of millions of people, um, to this current point where you can't even hear an author who agrees with you because he's describing what you don't like, and that's just so scary. I just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. And by if you're this. told that as a young person, you know, that would be your worldview until somebody convinced you different. Right. Yes. As uh, people are absolutely capable of engaging in serious mental illness if everybody around them is doing it. Witness, you know, the Salem witch trials or something like that. But it's like so, if somebody like me wrote a book about how awful Antifa was, for instance, or how awful uh, a system communism is. And I just, I can't even read that because it scares me because communism's so bad. I just, I can't relate to it. I don't know it. I'm not a Navy SEAL over here, folks. <laughs> and the person that wanted to bring you in to talk about it should be fired for even considering it. Right. You, you lined up a speaker I agree with. But he's so scary. I, I, I seriously, I don't know which end is up. So a New York Times reporter went to Seattle to check on Chaz in the aftermath and talk to some people. Chaz. What they found is pretty interesting. Mm, I'll bet it is. <laughs> yeah, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty.